My name is Gloria. Norm is porking my mommy right now, and he asked me to record this message while he is banging her out. Recently, Norm has released 100 helium balloons. Attached to the balloons are Dixie cups filled with an ounce of Norm's cum. If you are lucky enough to stumble across one of these balloons, please drink the cum or pour it into your stretched out vagina. Hi, this is Norm Augustinus. I'm sorry I missed your call. After tone, leave your name and number. I'll get back to you. A couple of years ago, I was at a conference. You were one of the speakers at the conference. During your segment, you talked about how you once flew over a large amount of women during an organized women's event. You said nearly a thousand women were at this gathering. The women were lying on their backs looking up at the sky learning relaxation techniques once used by Cleopatra. You mentioned that you were naked and you were hanging from the wing of your airplane. Norm, you told everyone in attendance at the conference that you flew an inch above the women faces. As you flew past the women, you dragged your huge dick over the face of at least six or seven hundred of these women at the conference. Norm, I was one of those women at that women's event. When your dick moved across my mouth as you flew past me, it felt like I had been struck by a bolt of lightning. I have lost everything since I got a taste of your meaty cock. Because of that powerful moment at the conference, I have lost everything. My husband divorced me, my kids abandoned me, and my three-bedroom house was taken back by the bank. I currently live in a shared room in a mental institution in Pontiac, Michigan. All I think about all day every day is seeing you pilot your airplane above all those women and you're not wearing any clothes and your dick is out. Your dick is dangling in the wind and then that big dick hits me in the face. None of the doctors at my nut house believe my story. Norm, we have a rooftop sitting area at the mental institution. Two days a week, the mental patients can go up to the roof for fresh air. Could you get on your airplane and fly to the mental institution with your dick out and drag your dick across my face as you fly by the nut house? I will be on the roof this Tuesday. I can't wait to taste your dick again. My friend made me a pair of binoculars using cardboard and saran wrap. I will scan the skies and listen for the hum of your airplane motor. Bring that dick back to me. Make me whole again. You can save me. Who are you talking to? Leave me alone, asshole. You want some pilot to fly his airplane over you while you're standing on the roof at that nuthouse, and you want him to drag his dick across your face as he flies past you? Is that even possible? What are you doing? I said I'd check you out of the mental institution for the weekend so that you could screw me, blow me, and give me a rim job. I bought you a jar of cunt drinking cream for Christ's sake. Put that gun down. A divorce wasn't enough. Stop! You're gonna die, whore. And die you will. End of messages. He wishes he could have killed his grandmother. His mother says everything he touches turns to shit. He's been to jail. Spent 24 hours in a mental institution. And unsuccessfully tried to kill himself three times. And now, live via the internet. absolutely fucking looting free. Norm Augustinus.
So I've been working on my ice fishing shanty night and day. I mean night and day. I always have to bet I have the best ice fishing shanty there is. I don't have some tent that a lot of people go on the ice now. They come out there with a little fold-up tent on their back and they're going to ice fish in some fucking tent. I don't want that. I don't want to hear the flapping sounds of the tent as it's flapping in a windstorm in the midwinter. That's no good. That bothers everybody. The only flapping I want to hear is my stomach flapping against my old lady's stomach or whatever chick I happen to be with is I'm in my ice fishing shanty and I'm fucking. That's what I want to hear. That's not a joke. My ice fishing shanty, I've been working on it. I'm going to take it out on the ice this winter season. Again, I do it every year. It's 10 foot by 12 foot. It's the coolest ice fishing shanty ever seen. I don't, it's not junk. It's not some cheap plywood. Yeah, it's plywood, exterior plywood and two by fours. And then I have insulation in it. And then I have drywall inside it. You can take it all apart and put it back together. And then I heat this thing. The heat is fantastic. I also have, I also have solar power. I've got radios in it. I've got TVs in it. I got a ham radio in it. I got a bubbler for, to keep bait fresh. I use real bait, a live bait, an oxygen bubbler keeps the, fre- the bait fresh. I mean, this thing is packed with shit. I could even pull something off the wall. It's actually, when I say pull something off, it's a sex machine and I need it. It's a thing you can, take off the wall it stays on the wall but it's mounted you pull it down and i'm able to use it as a sex machine and that's what i've used it for chicks can get up there and their legs are spread and i can eat them out while my ice fishing pole is in the water that's what you do when you go ice fishing chicks randomly knock on my ice fishing door because it is the law in michigan you have to have your name on the side of the ice fishing shanty your name and the address and a phone number then there's little plastic stickers that you have to put on for that year that you paid to be out there When chicks see my name on the side of an ice fishing shanty, what do you think happens? They're sitting in some little tent, some little tent-like thing that's supposed to be an ice fishing shanty. They're in there. The wind's blowing on the flapping on their tent that they're in, their ice fishing shanty, this cheap thing. The sound waves coming off the flapping sides of their ice fishing shanty, their pop-up thing, their zip-up thing, just a portable you can carry on your back. The vibrations coming from those flapping fucking things inside their tent, they're in there. The sides, the walls are all flapping in a windstorm. They kind of vibrate the air inside their shanty and they start to get turned on. They can pick up vibrations from like a half a mile away. And now they're so fucking turned on and they're inside that ice fishing shanty and their cheap thing. And they're thinking, God, I wish I had some dick. D-I-C-K. This is hell. I'm out here freezing. I could really warm up if I had 15.5 pounds of dick. And that's what I got. I got 15.5 pounds of dick in my pants, a dangling dong, and I have my ice fishing shanty. It's deluxe. I mean, it's deluxe in every way. It's so big, so heavy, so luxurious, so deluxe. I have to pull it out to the ice on runners with a girl with a tractor that helps me every year. I ate her out. We smoked down. We fucked like crazy. We fell asleep 69ing one another. You want to get a shock of your life? Fall asleep when you're 69ing some snatch, some woman. You're, you're, you're 69er. And then you wake up and you, the only thing that really woke you up is possibly the odor of her snatch. You were fucking it for 10, 12 hours. You fell asleep out of exhaustion. And then you wake up. Your nose is a half inch away from her box. That's jarring. 
I mean, that could change your perspective. It can change the way you see life. You have to kind of overcome that, work it through. The same thing with her. She's on her back. She wakes up, and my dick is like wrapped around her neck like some kind of boa constrictor. It's so big. It's not wrapped around and constricting her, but it's wrapped around her neck because her head's right there. I got a 15.5-pound dick. It's the truth. I tell people this every time. I have people call me up. I don't know how they get my number, but they said, is it true? Do you have a 15.5-pound dick? Women do this. Yes, I do. I know it's that big because I rate it on my friend's cocaine scale. He's dead now. He was a cocaine salesman. I weighed it on his scale, and the fucking thing bottomed out. I just heard metal. I can still hear it. If I think right now and stop talking to you, I can hear that slamming sound, that clink. He said, Norm, your dick weighs 15.5 pounds. You bottomed my scale out. I put it on a scale. There was coke on it, and I had my balls on that scale, and his sister came over and licked my balls. She was really good-looking, man. She was nothing that you'd ever get, but she was really good-looking, and she wanted to take advantage of your correspondent, Norm Augustinus. That's me. She wanted me. She wanted to taste me. She wanted me inside of her. You think chicks don't think like that? That's what they think like. I can project that to any chick anywhere. I could be in a fucking supermarket. I could be in a little dumpy mom-and-pop store. I can project my sexuality, and it doesn't matter what a chick is doing. She now stops and can hear the heartbeat inside my cock and my balls. She hears that, and she gets closer and closer and closer. Been working on my ice fishing shanty. It's an exciting time. Now, how do I get ready? How do I get it ready? Well, I got my ice fishing shanty, and then I raise it above the ground two feet. Then I slide this imaginary pool-like, this color under it, and I put a tray under it, and I put fucking fish in it, and I can pretend like I'm fishing, this blue-like liner in a pool. I put that underneath it in the two feet, and then I put this area, this section, like a massive bucket, I guess you'd call it. And it's filled with water and fake fish. And I look down in my hole and I can practice and I say, aha, uh -huh, this is perfection. This is it. I've been in there even as of late, even inside that thing. And I ask them if they want to go into the ice fishing shanty. They see it. And now of all the fish I have in there, I always put one dildo in there. A big dildo, 10, 12 inches, 2 inches wide. I put the dildo in there so when the fish are in there, she's looking in the hole, she sees a dildo, and she thinks, you know, she takes a double take. Did I just see a dildo? I make it think like, I make her think like this. There was no dildo in there, Sheila. There's no dildo in there, there's just fish in there. I'm practicing when I put the ice fishing shanty up on the ice this coming season. She says, I swear I saw, I saw something that is a part of a man. I said, what are you talking about? She said, I saw it. I said, no, there's nothing like that in there. Are you talking like a like a rubber sex toy? There's nothing like that in there. I just can't tell her no, but it is in there. I put it in there. And you want to plant that idea in her head, and pretty soon you'll be fucking. Be fucking at the disco, motherfucker. I practice in my ice fishing shanty. It's wonderful. I'm so excited. I'm so enthused. And as I'm in there, I'm smoking all kinds of dope. I got bricks and bricks of Benconning Paralyzer, 97% THC. I get it from a woman up here. They grew it professionally. We, her and I fucked one time and more than once, I guess. And she gives me bricks of weed all the time for nothing because I satisfied her so much. When a chick fucks me, it's like she was thrown from her car in midair 
and her ass is flying through the air, her legs are spread with that kind of power, and she lands on a fire hydrant and takes four or five inches of the fire hydrant. That's what it's like when they fuck me. When I'm done screwing a woman, this isn't a joke. They're so bull-legged, it looks like they were on top of a fucking donkey, a mule, out in the desert for fucking two weeks, and her legs were wrapped around the mule, and somebody, like, handcuffed her ankles together, so her legs are like that permanently. When she gets up, she's so bow-legged from the pounding I gave her. Yes, it's satisfying, but somehow it's also feels inhumane. I'm kind of careful with that. So I want to tell you something here. I want to tell you something. I want to kind of move on. I want to talk about something that happened to me, and I'm not proud of it, and I don't want to talk about another thing. I'm not particularly proud of what happened with me. You know, I have this Argo Frontier, and it's an eight-wheel all an eight-wheel ATV. It's called an Argo Frontier. It's got an 18-horsepower gasoline engine. It has a fiberglass top. You can take the whole top off. There's two bench seats molded right into the fiberglass top. And you can take the top off just to work on the engine and other things. I have an Argo Frontier 18-horsepower ATV. It's old. I fixed it. I've kept it in fantastic fucking shape. It has changed my world in so many ways to be able to have this kind of freedom, take it into the woods. I'm talking thousands and thousands of acres of woods up here in upper northern Michigan. I drive around this fucking thing. I'm looking for Indian relics. I'm looking for the lost Apache tribe, the Comanche tribe that's supposedly up here in upper northern Michigan. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for foundations and old ruins that I can find treasure. I'm getting wasted. I'm drunk. And the best part is I'm always naked when I'm out in my Argo Frontier, I'm naked out there. I got my fucking bourbon in my in my iced tea, my bourbon in my fucking Kool-Aid. I mix them both, bourbon and Kool-Aid, bourbon iced tea. I just mix them, hot coffee. I put them in a thermos. And I also have some LSD. I got some heroin. I got all kinds of shit. And if I run out of that, I will hit myself in the fucking head with a rubber mallet. And I have that with me in the Argo Frontier. If I say, oh, shit, I'm out of all my, I got nothing well, nothing here to launch me. I'm empty. I'll just take the fucking rubber mallet. I also have a fucking rawhide mallet. And I'll just beat in the side of my cranial vault till I'm wasted, till I pass out. I've done it. I think, fuck, I'm way out here. I don't got anything. Okay, well, think, Norm. Think. Walk around. Look for some wild marijuana. All kinds of Indians lived here. They used the same shit. Michigan's full of that stuff, especially upper northern Michigan. Indians lived here. They grew all kinds of fucking ganja. It's all over. All you have to do is look for it, understand it, know where it is. And that's what I do. I think I'll just look around for some old fucking Indian weed and I'll smoke it. If I can't smoke it, I'll fucking run head first into that fucking big rock up there. I'll use the rubber mallet in my head. I'll use the leather mallet on my head. So I'm out in my Argo Frontier, my six-wheel ATV, and I like to drive around in it without any fucking clothes on. That's real freedom. I never see anybody except if it's some chick coming up here wanting to suck me off. She's good-looking if she's thin, a size three, a size five. If she's a fucking orange-haired Irish lass, something, some Celtic, if she's like that, I'm very interested. They come up here looking for me. I don't want no fat cow. I don't want no fucking minority. Minorities attract minorities. I don't want fat people. I don't want, not, especially a bitch. I have this one dainty idea of a woman is in my head, and I can't break it. My self-esteem, who I am, is closely tied to that, and I got to be super careful. 
I can't have something that looks like it fell out of a fucking airplane, something that was with D.B. Cooper when he jumped out of the fucking plane, except his, her strap, her strap broke off from him, they were a team, and she landed up fucking somewhere, and she ain't with Cooper no more, and she's wandering the hills. I don't want some cow like that that took a 450-foot-an-hour drop from fucking, well, she's with D.B. Cooper, she's ugly. Figure it out, figure out what I'm trying to say here, connect it. So I drive around in my Argo Frontier. It's fantastic. No clothes on and I have a cape. Got a woman in New York City. She made me this cape. It has a big S on it. Superman. It's not something you buy from a costume store, dope. It's nothing like that. It's a fucking Superman cape she made specially for me because she thought I was like a Superman. She wanted to marry me. I didn't bury her. I came up to Upper Michigan, Northern Michigan. She still calls, said she would consider living up here and all that. But why would I do that? I got fucking truckloads of pussy coming to my house. I have pumped prime drivers again and again. I've never seen it. It's like a fucking DoorDash bringing food to my house except it's pussy. That's how much I get. Now, that'll sound like an exaggeration. That'll sound like it's made up. It's not. You can think it is. If you want to think it is, if you think it'll help you to think it is and it'll make you feel better, go ahead. I give you full permission. I got all kinds of pussy. On top of that, there's that World War II submarine over here, 140 feet long, a World War II sub. It's buried beneath the surface of the ground. Just the conning tower sticks up, and it's a secret amongst women. It's not far from here. I can walk to it. It's secret. I mean, top secret. You go inside this thing, you'll see all kinds of bikes. In the winter, you'll see fucking snow machines. You'll see all kinds of shit of people, of women, not people, going to the submarine because the inventor that put this thing here, it puts out, puts out a special frequency and makes women go fucking turn into something else. Like they're on opium, but it's not opium. It's not an opium den. They're in a submarine. There's all kinds of red lights on inside the sub, and I can walk from one end of the sub to the other. It's one bitch after another with her panties and her dress and everything pulled down to her ankles. And they're feeling something. I don't feel it. it was made for women. I have been studying how this sound is made for about two years now, and I think I understand it. I've tried to compile all the information I can, and I'm going to make one of these things myself. When you walk into the submarine, all you smell is fish. It's something that comes out of a woman, out of her vagina when she's turned on. I guess maybe not all women, but I think pretty much all women. You walk into this fucking thing, you're overwhelmed by fish, but the beauty of it is, is you don't notice the fish smell anymore as you're walking from one spread pair of legs after another inside the submarine with these red bulbs on, these red old lights. They're just zoned out. Their eyes are rolled back. You can see their vaginal lips quivering and kind of moving. You can see their nipples like going in and out. They're just zoned out from this sound that comes out of inside the sub. And I live on top of this goddamn thing. It's wonderful. This has been the best learning and living I've ever seen, ever experienced in my life. I can't tell you where the sub is. Can't tell you unless you're a chick and you want to come and visit me. I'll show you the sub, then you can come back to me and I'll work on you. Or you'll work on me, whatever the fucking, whatever works. So I'm on my, on my ATV, my, my fucking uh, ATV, the six-wheel thing, 18-horsepower engine in my Argo Frontier. I'm in it, and I got no clothes on, and I got my cape on, and I got all my booze and all my dopes and shit, 
And I also bring a ham radio in case there's a problem or some kind of emergency I have. And I bring this little cheap cell phone. It's a flip phone. And I bring that. And I go out in the woods. I go in the woods. I'm laughing. I'm getting wasted. I'm thinking, this is fucking great. I'm singing, having my baby and shit. I don't know why I do that. Done it for a long time. I'll sing that song. I don't know who sings that. Neil Sedaka or something. I don't, uh, some old singer. Having my baby, what a lovely, I sing it all the time. I don't even know the fucking words. I just say, having my baby, what a lovely way of saying what you're thinking of me. I don't know why I say it. Just feels good. I'm laughing. I'm living the day the Father of the Lord hath given me. So I'm out in there and I'm laughing. I'm on my Argo Frontier. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm doing like 50 miles an hour. You're going to say that's impossible, Norm, on 18 horsepower engine with a fucking regular gasoline engine. It is impossible unless you hooked up a tank of nitrous oxide to the Argo Frontier, the carburetor system of this fucking Argo Frontier 18 horsepower engine. I have nitrous oxide and I have it for two reasons. One, to accelerate the shit out of gas things I have like that, including my ultralight aircraft, and another to get wasted on. You start laughing, you go unconscious like it's, you know, it's laughing gas. It's stuff that dentists use on you. But you got to be careful with the oxygen mix of the fucking nitrous oxide. If you don't have pure nitrous oxide, you'll die. You have to have the right fucking mix of oxygen, nitrogen, and, and nitrous oxide. We're not pure. We breathe, ni- we breathe nitrogen. I, you know that. And some oxygen. But you have to understand the whole point of what, what was going on with regards to me. I was just living the day, enjoying the day. And they like to say this cliche thing, live for the moment. Well, you really can't do anything else. I mean, you're here for this day. There ain't yesterday. There's not, to, you're really just living today. I don't know how many people can live three lives at one fucking time, yesterday, today, or tomorrow. They always say that it sounds good in textbooks and shit or, or inspirational books or a book of com or whatever it is. So I'm driving around in the woods. I'm going really fast. I got the nitrous oxide being injected into the carburetor of this fucking Argo Frontier 18 horsepower six-wheel drive fucking ATV. It's an old thing. I fixed it. Gigantic balloon tires and these huge fins on the tires. You have these huge fins because now you can't get stuck in mud. Now you can't get stuck in a river, in a creek. Now you can go over a lake. If you go over quicksand, you can get out. There's like nothing you can't get out of with a six-wheel fucking drive ATV. And this is the old school shit. It's not this new stuff. This is old school regulations and other things. Didn't really fucking matter. And it's really hauling ass. And I'm gone. I know when I'm gone because I start to hear my heartbeat in my ears. Have you ever had that happen? I start to hear the heartbeat in my ears. This boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Now, I know I'm going. I know my blood pressure is probably sky high. I could probably die out here, and nobody would ever find me. And if they did find me, I would probably be, be cornholed many, many times because people dream of cornholing me. Women dream of cornholing me. Women want to put a strap-on dildo and cornhole out your correspondent, Norm Augustinus. Now, if it's a chick, that's okay. I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. As long as you don't cause a lot of scoring in my large colon, as long as you don't end up giving me polyps in my large colon, I'm okay if it's a chick. This isn't no fucking fruity show. If it's a chick, it's okay. And they want that. I figure that I've already estimated it in myself. I figure I'll be cornholed maybe, I don't know, 36 times before they put me in the ground. Even chicks at the funeral parlor, the funeral home, whatever they call it, will want to cornhole me. One time I was afraid of that. 
And I said, I don't want to be cornholed when I'm dead, taken advantage of, as someone sucked my cock and I'm not conscious of enjoying it. I don't want that. So at one time I came up with a, a, an egg-like thing. It looks just like an egg. You know what an egg is, E-G-G, an egg. You crack it open, comes out of a chicken. At one time I came up with an egg that was a mini fucking atomic bomb. Honest to God. And I was so paranoid. It's a mini atomic bomb. And how it works is that I have a friend bring the mini atomic bomb over right away. It might be a girl, might be a man, I don't know. And she shoves the atomic bomb egg into my colon, shoves it up my ass so the funeral director doesn't find it. So that if I ever am raped against my will where I can't enjoy, where some chicken's in there with a maximum gigantic jumbo strap-on dildo, this fucking egg, when it's made contact with a strap-on, the dickhead on a strap-on dildo, when that dickhead makes contact with my atomic bomb egg, it'll blow a fucking five-mile hole in the ground for three miles. It'll be gone. It'll be gone. Anybody that was going to do what they were going to do was going to be gone. The strap-on dildo will be atomized. The chick will be atomized. Everything in that room will be gone. Just this gigantic fucking hole. I used to think that way. But I don't think that way anymore. I've let up on myself. I've forgiven myself. I'm full of acceptance, and I just go with the flow. And in that way, I found out that there's ma this magic ribbon around the earth, and some people can get in on it. And when they get in on it, it's one success after another. And that's what happened to your correspondent, Norm Augustinus. A few years ago, years ago, I got in on a secret magic ribbon. It's kind of like for members only until you figure it out. And once you're on that, the fucking riches will pour in. Your life will change. I'm telling you this from first-hand experience. I'm telling you. Yeah, you're a nerd. Yeah, you ain't got no bitches. That's why you listen to this. You ain't getting no fucking trim. That's why you listen to this. You're not getting anything like that. You're Beaver Bat. You're Abraham Lincoln Log Splitter. You're not fucking beating no chick up with it. Rototilling her cunt with your Abraham Lincoln Log Splitter. And that's okay. You can change all that. All you got to do is listen to me closely. Listen to the subtext. There's secret fucking messages between things I say. Find them, and then you can become what you were supposed to be. So, I'm out. I don't want to get blown up. I was going to sell the atomic eggs. This is the back thing. I was going to sell the atomic bomb eggs for people's assholes in case they get in an illicit, uh, crooked funeral parlor and someone starts fucking them and they blow up with this egg. And I thought, you know, what the hell? How many people are going to take it around me? I take out around me. How many kids? How many families? Homes? Dogs? Just because I didn't want some fuckers strap on dildo in my ass. And I thought, well, you know, take it. What do they say? Take the pain. Hey, take the pain. You're dead. Be gratified, be be grateful that someone wants to unload a load of cum in your ass. This ain't a fruity show, remember that. I'm strictly speaking on a man level, man to man, you and I. So I take out my Argo Frontier, and I'm naked. I got all kinds of dope, I got all kinds of things running through my mind. I could do these monologues one after another till I fucking die because of the life that I have had. Everything I tell you is real. Everything I tell you is a version of something that happened to me. It's all fucking real. I'll never run out. I know this. I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm beating my meat. I got a, my fucking 15.5 pounds of my dick in my hand. I'm beating it. It's I'm squeezing it. It's pulsating. I can hear it. I can hear the veins in it moving around, shifting, ready to fucking, it's ready for it to go off. I can hear this. And these ideas come to me, these thoughts, these things with regards to how I've lived my life and the things I do. 
And I thought it would be a shame not to share this with some obtuse fucking high school grad who's working at a screw machine factory on Grossbeck in fucking Roseville, Michigan. I got to help this person. There may be someone in there you can fuck. Someone in the front office. Some chick cleaning the toilets out. No problem for me. I'd just go in and I'd say to her, would you like to have intercourse bend over that sink? I say that. I say it all the time. You would see that if I was at your house. I'd ask your sister to blow me. I'd take down your mom. I'd bang her from the rear. It's no problem. That's how they really are. That's what they want. They are living a life of fucking imprisonment by the constraints of this world. They can't be what they really want to be, which is a fucking drunken, wildly out-of-control nymphomaniac with bags of money. Pardon me. So I'm in this fucking Argo Frontier, and I'm driving around. I've got it to fucking pedal to the metal, and I got the nitrous oxide going, and out of the, I don't know what to say, I want to say out of the blue. For some goddamn reason, at a high rate of speed, I worked hard on this Argo Frontier, this 18, this fucking 18 horsepower, six fucking wheeled thing. I worked hard and long on this thing. As I'm singing, Billy, don't be a hero, and other shit like that. I just sing it in the woods as I'm flooring the Argo Frontier. No clothes on. My dick is out. It's bouncing around. Sometimes I have to take it off that thing, and I have this little thing I can hook it up to around my waist. It's with Velcro, and I can put it around my dick because of the bouncing of this machine, and I got a big meat. I don't have something like yours the size of your fucking thumb. I could be seriously injured. As I'm driving the Argo Frontier at a rapid rate of speed, I'm not driving the Argo Frontier at a rapid rate of speed anymore. I went from laughing to suddenly having a huge goddamn impact. I mean, a big impact. Now, the impact was so powerful that I left the Argo Frontier. I was no longer seated on the front fiberglass bench seat. I was now flying through the fucking air. But as I was flying through the air, I did see that the tree that I hit was coming down. As the tree was coming down... I was going alongside of it. It was like some kind of skit, like something you would plan in a movie, something you'd film with 10, 20 stuntmen. I was going to the left. I think I was still singing. I noticed that my mouth felt numb because I hit something on in front of my face. And as I went to the left, I saw the tree going down. And when the tree went down, I was okay. I got up. I got up. I always get up. Norm Augustinus always gets up. I ain't going down for nobody. I always get up. And as I'm getting up, I realize that 
in this tree was a tree house. Someone had built a tree house in this tree, and I hit the tree with the Argo Frontier, 18 horsepower, two bench cedar thing, and I hit it with this fucking thing, gasoline and its own oil, not a two cycle. I hit this thing at a high rate of speed, and when I did, there was a tree house and it fell over. Now, when a tree house fell over, the roof came off. And I was interested in that, and I thought, this is it. This is it. I'm getting up. I'm limping. My right leg hurts. I'm limping. My face feels numb. My arms scratch. I still have a scratch now. I think this is fucking fantastic. This is probably a goddamn Indian hut. One of the Comanche Indian huts, the Apache Indian huts. It's something like that. And it was built up on this tree a long time. One of these fucking Indians, these fucking redskins, one of these fucking Indians built this thing in this tree and my ship has come in. It's unbelievable. An engine from 1850 built this thing, 1750. It's been up in this fucking tree, and I finally hit pay dirt. There it is. That's probably all their fucking relics. Everything in this goddamn house, this tree house that I knocked down when I hit the tree, everything in this tree house up there, I don't know how I was up, 40 feet, 45 feet, everything in this fucking treehouse hidden. It was hidden in a canopy. All kinds of shit was over it. I've never seen it. But everything in there is mine. It's all fucking mine. The engines that were here, scalping all the white bitches, humping all our white women, scalping their cunt. That was a big thing. They never told you that. They don't even tell you that in history books. One of the things engines like to do, Apaches, Comanches, they would scalp the white chick's cunt. Wouldn't you like to, honestly... Wouldn't you like to fucking have the scalp off a woman's cunt? Who cares about her goddamn head? I want the cunt scalp. How much is that worth? I mean, that's valuable. There was a lot of hot-looking bitches coming over here in early days, 1700, 1800, 1850, people settling in the middle of nowhere. There was a lot of very hungry, dick-hungry bitches looking for dick with beautiful fucking pubic mounds, and the engines would scalp these mounds. It was like a perfect V, if you can get one. It looks like, like a V. You know, the symbol of a V. And it was her pubic hair. Beautiful, dark pubic hair. No gray pubic hair. They were in the prime of their life. And these fuckers would scalp their goddamn cunt. I've been looking for cunt scalps. I mean, I've literally driven around the woods. On my Argo Frontier and other things. And a unicycle, I also have that, but I hardly ever use it. It's electric. I've done that too. It's got a different wheel on it. I've looked all the fuck all over for goddamn beaver scalps. You know what a beaver scalp would be worth? I'm talking a white woman's fucking beaver, a good-looking chick, white goddamn skin, chits that are big and bulbous, pink nipples. She's walking around the goddamn woods and an engine scalps her cunt and maybe takes it up the back door, too. I, I kind of miss that. I wanted that. I look all the time when there's garage sales, when there's flea markets way up here in upper northern Michigan, when there's sales, estate sales, someone told me that you can occasionally find a big glass thing. It's like a frame with glass in front of it. And it goes on a wall and in it is one fucking white bitch's pussy scalp after another. It's just in there pinned like it's an insect display. It's pinned inside this fucking thing. It's like an insect display. You know, like monarch butterflies, grasshoppers, insects. Only this fucking thing's big with all kinds of white bitches, cunt scalps inside this thing. And I've been looking all over. I don't know if the guy was bullshitting me or what. But that's what he told me. There was all kinds of cunt scalps. That's what the fucking Indians went for. I'm thinking, man, this is it. I bet you there was fucking 
scalp after scalp, beaver scalp, cunt scalps in that fucking old treehouse. They're in there. There might be treasure in there. There might be a wampum bag filled with fucking gold teeth that they knocked out of white people's fucking mouths to get to gold. There might be something like that in there. Wampum bag filled with fucking gold. Beaver scalps. If you happen to have a beaver scalp, let me know. I even heard in the underground, if you if you can get a fresh corpse and a girl was relatively young, that fucking, that beaver scalp's like worth a fortune. You go in there, you just cunt to scalp them. You scalp them. You're a cunt. You absolutely scalp it. You take it. And now it's yours. You can wear it around your neck with a leather fucking string like Indians do. It's around your neck. And they say, what is that? And you say, it's a fucking cunt scalp. It's a white bitch's cunt scalp. You know the, the envy you would inspire? You know the envy they must have inspired walking around this fucking engine, this fucking pale, this red skin, looking for pale faces cunts? Chick pale faces? You know the envy amongst Indians? How? And he says, how? And they're both staring, they're fixated on the fucking cunt scalp around this Indian's neck. And I'm thinking, they gotta be inside this fucking treehouse. Cunt scalps, lots of them, dozens of them, gaggles of them, unending amounts of cunt scalps, because at one time, all of Michigan was occupied by goddamn redskins. They were out here, Comanches, Apaches, engines. They were the fuck out here. They scalped every white bitch's cunt they could get, and I guess so, it's kind of erotic. Think about it now. Wouldn't you like to be holding right now a cunt scalp in your hand? Wouldn't you like to be able to glance up as I'm talking and see a cunt scalp, na a cunt scalp nailed into your drywall, nailed into your plaster on your wall next to your fucking Boy Scout of America fucking Eagle Scout pin or whatever you put up there? I mean, that's something you can look at a long time. That's something you could pass on to a relative. I'd like to get it. I mean, if I had a relative and they said, Norm, I got an entire fucking shoebox of white bitches, cunt scalps, these fucking pale-faced chicks with big tits, the cunt scalps, I got a whole shoebox of them, I want to give them to you when you die, when I die. You know what I do? Man, I start crying, man, like I am now. I start fucking coming apart, man, because it's so goddamn good. It's so fucking unbelievable, it's delicious, man. A shoebox full of chicks' beaver pelts. It's unbelievable. You got to understand the intrinsic value of that. I don't want to go on about this. But you know how much cum has been blown onto a pubic mound? Where the pubic mound is, her cunt scalp? Fucking barrels and barrels of cum on there. The undulating hips. The pubic hairs. The sounds. The pores opening up and sucking in the cum. The sounds that the pubic hairs make as the cum is drying in there, the crackling sounds. These fucking things are valuable. I hope I don't sound like lunatic, but I mean it. It's not a joke. I, you can see that I'm very experienced at this. And I think when this treehouse fell over, I said, maybe this is a blessing. I looked at my Argo Frontier. The whole fucking thing was cracked. The whole front end was broke off and cracked, and that was not even near where I hit the tree. The Argo Frontier is a massive fucking frame, but that whole front end was broke off. My dope and shit left the fucking thing out on a fucking seat on the right side of me. All that shit bounced out, but that's all fixable. But man, I just stumbled in, I think, into unbelievableness. My ship has come in. The tide has turned for Norm Augustinus. Years and years and years and years of fucking pouring this shit out and telling you about these tales, these adventures, and I've not got one fucking thing to show about it. I'm the longest fucking podcaster on the internet. No one will dispute that, I'm sure of it. 
but they don't pay attention to me because they can't do what I do. You know that. That's why I love you. They can do all kinds of shit as long as it involves 10 people talking at the same time and in an hour only once each one has only spoke 2.5 minutes. They don't have the power you and I have. They don't have the synchronicity you and have when you and I have when we're together. It's power, man. Real fucking power. And we've got control of it. It's ours. It's all ours. Nobody can have what we, you and I have here right now. It's ours. Mm-hmm. So that fucking treehouse fell down on impact when I hit it with my Argo Frontier. Impact, man. That's how fast it was going. The lid, the fucking roof comes off it. It's all laying down. The tree's down. The treehouse is there. The roof blew off. And I know that this is filled with valuable shit. It's a cache. C-A-C-H-E. It's a cache. It's where somebody hid all kinds of shit. And it was waiting for me to find it. I mean, I'm talking thousands of fucking acres of woods up here in upper northern Michigan. Dense, damn woods. I can walk from tree to tree and whack off and I'll never get in trouble. I can run face first into a fucking tree. I can do all kinds of shit, inject an air bubble into my veins. Nobody's going to do fuck up here. Except when I'm found and they start parking me from the rear because chicks will do that. They'll say that. They'll think at least I can get him when he's dead. I would have liked him when he was alive, but the great Norm Augustinus, I'm going to fuck him now. I happen to have a portable strap-on dildo. All chicks carry those. They just do. They don't know what fucking hole they're going to penetrate. Imagine that. I mean, all that's on a woman's mind is a hole, her hole, and shoving something in it. If that's not spooky, if that's not crooked, bizarre, eerie, nothing is. Person or thing walking around saying, I got a hole and I want to put somebody's 12 inches in it. And my eyes will go back and they'll go white. They'll roll back like a shark eating a trigger fish. So I start to walk towards the treehouse. Walking towards the treehouse, I'm limping, my face is still fucking numb, and I put my fingers in my mouth to see if all my teeth are in there. Then I go to my dick. I feel my dick, I start touching my balls, I see if my dick shaft is intact, if any ball got, if there was a rip in my testicles and the ball came out, I want to make sure everything's there. And this whole thing's got me aroused, and because of it, I pop a massive fucking boner. Now I'm naked with 15.5 pound dick with a boner. It's spooky. No one's going to come up to me. It wouldn't even fucking be a grizzly bear wouldn't come up to that. It's creepy. They've never seen a dude with three legs, a human being. They see human beings, but they'd never see one with this massive third fucking leg that's come out of my, from this thing turning me on. Pussy scalps. Wampum bags. Treasure. Buried fucking gold. I don't know what's inside this thing. When I get up to it, I'm walking up to it, but I'm very careful. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's D.B. Cooper's hideout. Jumped out of the fucking airplane a billion years ago. Got $250,000, jumped out. Maybe this fucker was living in this treehouse. Maybe he stashed all the money in this treehouse, and I'm going to do a jig. I'm going to get all that shit. I'm going to have something. Maybe it was made by Sasquatch, and they have them up here. We don't know what a Sasquatch is capable of. We don't know the kind of mind they have. Maybe this fucking thing was a Sasquatch home and he's in there dead mummified. I've got a real Sasquatch fucking corpse. It's unbelievable. I got a Sasquatch. That's got to be worth a million dollars. This was his house. He lived in there. He died in there. He's mummified in there. 
This was a fucking place for Indians. These were Apaches. These were Comanches. They had all their shit inside here. Wampum bags, all kinds of leather goods, all kinds of tomahawks and fucking blow guns and all kinds of bows and arrows. And maybe there's some bitches in there in a giant canvas bag, a giant burlap bag filled with fucking white woman's pussy scalps. They scalped the cunt right off. It's so beautiful. If I could get a pair of gloves made from pussy scalps, wouldn't you wear them? Goddamn right you would. Pussy scalp gloves, scalped by an engine and made into gloves. How about a pussy scalp hat? It's a big fucking hat, real tall, all the pussy hair is on the outside, and it's on your head. How can you go wrong? You got 10, 15, 15 pelts of pussy on your head. Man, that's good luck. That's fucking good luck, man. I have started to make me fucking cry. That's all good shit. You just don't know. Maybe there's pussy scalp boots in there. Maybe pussy scalp socks. Maybe there's pussy scalps in there that some fucking engine chick wore, some squaw, and she had them around her cunt, and she was juicy and fresh and ripe. Tightest cunt this side of the fucking Appalachians. Maybe it was that goddamn tight, and it's in that fucking bag inside that treehouse. I'd wear that, wouldn't you? You better fucking believe I'd wear that. I'd take it to a seamstress and have her alter it, have her re-sew it, so I could wear it every goddamn day. This fucking pelt of pussies around my cock, constantly turning me on, constantly fixing me. Giving me my fix. All kinds of shit could be inside this goddamn treehouse that fell the fuck over. It's exciting, isn't it? I mean, I always carry some weed. I got this little thing that I keep around my ankle, and it's just a little kind of a purse pouch thing, really like something an Indian would wear. And I always keep fucking this fucking blotter acid in this fucking wampum, this little thing I put on my ankle, like a like an Indian thing. It's not. I bought it. I don't remember where I bought it. Some place that had a wooden Indian in front, and they sold cigars. I bought it there. I don't remember when, but some time ago. And I take some fucking blotter acid because I'm pretty much celebrating what's happened to me, what's fallen in my lap. And sure, I've kind of wrecked my Argo Frontier, 18-horsepower fucking all-terrain vehicle, six fucking wheels, 18-horse engine, straight gas with its own oil. Sure, I kind of wrecked it, but when I got it, it wasn't in great shape. I didn't plan it, so I have to work around it. I can't lament what has happened. I have to accept what has happened, and that's what I've done. I've accepted, okay, it's fucked up. But look what happened in the, in the face of that. Look what came to me, fell into my fucking lap, fell into my hands. My world's going to change. I walk closer up to the thing. It's exciting. Walk closer up to the treehouse. It looks really old. The roof is gone. When I get closer into the fucking treehouse, I look to the left some distance away because I see what looks like panties hanging from one of the timbers, one of the two-by-fours, whoever built the thing. I can spot panties right away. That's the kind of person I am. I spot panties hanging on a two-by-four, and that means only one thing. There was, was a bitch in this in this, this treehouse, and she was thrown jettisoned from the treehouse when I fucking hit the tree with the goddamn Argo Frontier ATV, 18-horsepower engine. She was jettisoned from the thing, and there are the panties. Not even go for where I think they, this person is. I'm thinking now, is this a fucking den of chicks? I mean, is this a den of women? Was this the place they hung out with? They living out here? A den of bitches in this treehouse? Those are clearly panties. This is good, too. 
a bunch of very horny bitches in the middle of nowhere inside a treehouse 50 feet up from the ground in the woods of upper northern Michigan. They gotta be horny. They gotta be so hungry for the touch of a man, and I'm ready to give that to them. They're horny. Their cunts may be quivering. Their nipples are rock hard. Their eyes are dilated. They're perspiring like crazy. All they want is dick. And maybe that's what this was. A horde of women hiding out here like something with Charles Manson, like squeaking in the gang under the porch, only they're living in this fucking treehouse in the middle of nowhere in upper northern Michigan. It's so exciting. I can hear my heartbeat. I look down at my dick and my veins are so big in my dick that I can see the blood flowing in the veins because the dick is, gets so big and stretches the skin so much that I can see right through the skin like it's fucking saran wrap. I can see right through the skin, see the vein. I can see the blood flowing, the blue-green blood. I see panties. That kind of bothers me now. As soon as I see the panties, now I'm always careful. Always. I'm always careful. I always travel with all kinds of guns. I got a fucking big box of guns at home. I've got landmines and Claymore landmines around my property. I always carry guns. I'm always careful. I was in the service. I served two terms. And I'm always careful. Even if it's pussy, you got to be careful because they're worse than a fucking man. I can get in a fight with a man. I can get literally in a fist fight with a dude. And maybe four days later, we're friends and we're closer than we ever were. That's how it is with men chick just goes insane. She goes for your juggler with a goddamn knife. She's never going to like you again. Never going to be your friend again. Just a different thing entirely. Different species. So I'm thinking this is a bunch of women. It looks like it to me and there's fucking panties. It's a bunch of women. I've stumbled on a horde of a bunch of escapees or chicks who are bizarre hanging out in the woods. And it's nothing like that. So I walk towards where the panties are and I always check out the crotch first. And you should. I mean, what mental case wouldn't check out the crotch of a pair of panties they found? Okay, yeah, granted. If they're huge, if they're XXXL, some big lard ass, some fat thing, some fucking thing loaded with curbs that they call today that sells fucking clothes and shit to a different market, that's fine. But these were small panties. So the first thing I do is inspect the elastic band, and you have to inspect it because there's often all kinds of shit there. Dry jism. Then you go to the crotch. Then you circle around where the elastic is, around where it goes to the legs. You can almost profile the female that wore the panties. At least I can. I have this kind of ability. Man, I went to fucking college, fucker. I went there. I have this ability, this rare skill. I look at the panties, and then I go to the crotch. Now, the crotch, you have to understand, it's not perverted. You have to understand that there's a cotton-ventilated panel on there, and it's usually always white. And it's more like a canvas than anything. And that's what it's been designed to be. It's a canvas of what the wearer was experiencing, what she was doing at the time while she was wearing this. It's like a Jackson Pollock painting in the cotton-ventilated panel in the woman's panties. And a chick write me once, and she said, Norm, we don't call them panties anymore. We call them underwear. Well, I call them fucking panties, imbecile. Keep your fucking trap shut. Come to your house. I'll ring your doorbell. My detective friend will fucking put an ice pick in your temple. So, I, you have to understand that I threw myself on that. You have to understand that that's a canvas in there. It's like a Jackson Pollock. It can be anything you want it to be. There's all kinds of stains in there. you got to figure out what they are. Jism, cum, semen, lubricant, Vaseline, lubrication for fucking all water-based lubrication. There could be all kinds of things in there. 
You have to dissect it, look at it, see this painting in this panty, and you can become a part of it, become one with it. You can take a person apart, you can understand them. And I learned a lot from this chick. What I learned from the chick when I looked at her panties was she was extremely horny. They were still fucking wet. This wasn't old, some old abandoned place. This wasn't a gaggle of squeakies from Charles Manson. This wasn't fucking Comanches or Apaches that were fucking hanging out in here. This was a chick and it was his crotch was still fucking wet in a cotton ventilated panel that had snagged on a two by four after the fucking treehouse crashed into the ground. I could clearly see there was a massive load blowing it. So I went looking for her. Of course, I found him. Maybe, uh, I guess 41 feet from where I was. They were fucking absolutely 69ing. I mean, her panties were off. So they were probably 69ing inside the fucking, this, this structure, this treehouse in the tree when I hit it with the Argo Frontier. They were probably 69ing one another. When the thing fell, she was jettisoned and so was he out of the goddamn thing. Her panties snagged, she flew through the air, and they were still in the 69th position. It happened so fast, I would bet dollars to donuts that he was probably still eating her out, and she was blowing his cock as they were flying through the air. I was in pain. I got a hurt knee. I got a abrasion on my shoulder. My face around my mouth is all numb because I took a blunt blow force there, and it was all, they had all the good stuff. When I got up there, you can't not believe this. You maybe won't even believe this shit. When I got up there, they were, well, he was dead. He appeared completely dead. His eyes were open, and it wasn't good. But she was still blowing his cock. Honest to God, the guy was dead, man. He was dead. The fucking guy was dead, and she was still blowing his cock, and she didn't care that he was dead. That's what you're dealing with when you're with a woman. I always warned you, man. They were flying through the air. She didn't care about anything going on. She didn't care that her life could be disrupted. She didn't care about the treehouse that they were fucking in that they probably made together, some kind of love thing that they made on private property or state land. She made this thing. They went up there to fuck. Maybe they were married to somebody else. I don't know. Why he would go there to do with us, I don't know. But when I got to her, he was dead. His, his head was between her legs. And his eyes were open, and he was like looking up and over. And she was still blowing his cock. I mean, blowing away. And when I came up to her, when she heard branches crack and shit like that, she simply held on to his cock and looked up at me, and it was bizarre. It was really fucking weird. I mean, maybe one of the weirdest things I've ever had. I would try to turn any situation like that into something for me. I would say this. I would think this. Okay, he's dead. But, you know, she was turned on still. Her panties over there, they're soaking fucking what? Hanging from a two by four. She was still turned on. She is still turned on. And look at her go. She's blowing this cadaver's dick and she's not going to stop. And I would think to myself, could I slide him out of there while she's blowing him and slide myself in there? Sure, my dick's going to be 10, 15 times the size of his puny fucking hot dog. It's going to be that much bigger. But could I slide myself in where she doesn't notice and she can, can keep on blowing my cock? I would think that. There's no loyalty amongst women. There's no loyalty to how much they love you. It's hard to get any bitch to love you. Even when they're saying it, please always be suspicious of that. How can they love you? 
You're 30 fucking years old. You met her a year ago. Where the fuck was she the other 29 years? She loves you now? She doesn't know nothing. You don't know her? She doesn't know you. And I, I would have slid myself in there, cracking branches and shit, looking up at the canopy above me, looking at the leaves, the different colored leaves, hearing things rustle about in the leaves as she blows me. Mmm. I mean, that's good. But that didn't happen. I'm going to tell you why. She had a very, very, let me see. She had a very, very bizarre look in her face. I mean, something so creepy. And I can handle anything. I can handle anything. Once you get a chick high, once she's had enough dope, she's no longer home. She becomes somebody else. She becomes the person that she's always wanted to be and the person that she is. She becomes that. She's now unrestrained. The fences are down. The shackles are off. I've seen everything you could possibly imagine, especially when they're all doped up. I've seen it. Had sex with a woman once. She had two fucking syringes out of both her arms, and we were still fucking, and she was laughing. It's kind of traumatic. It's a big, far cry from when I thought women were. I thought women were fucking getting the house ready for Christmas. I thought women were loving their husband and combing his head and giving him massages on his shoulders, telling her how much she loves him. I thought they bought presents and wrapped them. It's nothing like that. That's just a storybook, man. That's just a storybook. Be careful of falling into that trap. It's not real. So I didn't go for that. Once she looked up at me, I was deathly afraid, like something wasn't normal with her. I mean, I got a numb mouth. My kneecap is really hurting bad. My, my fucking thing is all busted up. My Argo Frontier 18 horsepower thing, it's all broke up, and I'm hoping I can get out of there. But she never looked back to see if he was dead. I went around to look at him to see what was going on here, what had happened. This was their love nest, and I knocked it down. It's like if you knock down a nest in a tree and a bunch of fucking little baby birds come out, their nest falls, it lands on the ground. It's the same premise. I walked to the back of him and I looked at him. The fucking guy was gone. It didn't look like he was so gone because he, he fell out of the treehouse and it crashed into the ground. It looked like he was gone like something else had left him. Like she had sucked his fucking forces out of him, the living juices out of this fucking thing. Like she'd sucked it out like a worm, like a red-breasted robin, a North American bird, like he was pulling a fucking worm out, and that was the soul of whatever was around that area. That worm made that area, and it became soulless and vacant. That's what the fuck he looked like. It was really creepy what he looked like. Small set of balls. I feel sorry for a lot of women. It's pitiful. They got to settle for puny meats. They want to be taken down. They want you to roll it till the fuck out of their cunt until they can't walk. They want to go unconscious. I've done everything you could imagine. That's what they want. They're sick of fucking conservatively. I'm telling you this with all my heart. They don't want you to treat them nice. They don't want you to being gentle. You love little fucking German girl. I love you so much. And you're fucking playing with her bangs and touching the side of her head. They don't care about that shit. Where's the dope in the dick? That's what they care about dope dick, some Pop-Tarts, and let's get it on. When I walked around, man, and I saw this uh, dude's look on his face, it was really scary. When I walked around her, I think she still thought, as I said, that he was still alive, like he was still alive. 
She was just finishing them off, blowing them. She'd have been sucking that cock till the end of, end of time because there was no more fucking blood going to the cock, though his cock did look erect. That's taught me something else. It's one more thing I can put into my information bank. I collate all kinds of information. I've got dry erase boards, algorithms, wet erase boards. It's one more thing. A guy can have a heart on when he's fucking dead, especially if a woman is operating the cock, especially if a woman has mounted it and now she's servicing it. She's not going to let that cock go soft. No way, no how. When I walked around to her, I'm naked. I got my cape on. Got my little thing around my ankle that I keep my fucking, my dots in. My blotter acid, little things you can stick under your tongue or on your tongue. And I just looked at her head going up and down. I mean, her head was going up and down, up and down, up and down. It was just rhythmically, and it was rhythmic, and uh, it was even and, and on keel and on course and, and determined and a thousand million years old what she was doing and I was watching it and learning like I've never learned. She was going to suck his cock off. He was going to come, come hell or high water. The fucking guy was dead and this vampire was on top of him. You know the best part of what I saw there? It wasn't her sucking his cock. I mean, I've been blown literally thousands and thousands of times. I know what it looks like. It was the way her legs were over his fucking near his face, near his chest. Her legs were spread. And in the curves of her ass, her ass cakes, the curves of that and her snatch. And I could see her asshole and I could see it kind of moving and closing in her snatch. And I could see like syrup coming out of her cunt. She was so turned on. She was like, if there was such a thing as a vampire, she wasn't going to stop. She was getting her fix. I mean, it's impossible that she could have looked right through me like that. That's what it felt like. She looked right the fuck through your correspondent. Nobody can look right through me. I'm too good looking. I'm too experienced. I got two fistfuls of cum in my ball sack at any moment. They just can't look through me. You're a chick, you know this is true. You're a good looking chick. Send me an email. I'll eat you out, you come over. Do all kinds of shit. Things that uh, people are supposed to do. I said that once to a girl in college. She said, you just want to have sex with me. And I said to her, isn't that what a man and a woman does? You know, she had trouble coming to grips with that and eventually caved. That's something you can say. That's something you can do. When I saw her ass and her legs wrapped around him like, like a boa, like a boa wrapped around constricting him and wouldn't let fucking go. And the way she looked at me and her glistening lips and liquid above her top lip. I'm going to tell you what I did. I got the fuck out of there because I know when she came conscious or she wasn't conscious, she was conscious there, but not conscious. When she came in to start it, start to act the, as the woman that she's supposed to be perform like all chicks do when she was going to perform, when she was done with this horror, this unsightly scene I was watching when she was done with that and she'd snap into another fucking personality. I didn't know what to expect. I just walked backwards, man. I just walked backwards to the Argo Frontier 18-horsepower engine with the two bench seats. Now the whole fucking front end was smashed, hoping that I could get it started. I didn't want that. It was that goddamn creepy. I just didn't want to be near her. And what could happen? Yeah, I would have done it otherwise. But she couldn't come out of it. 
She was still sucking and her hips were rhythmically going up and down. She was air fucking while she was blowing him because he was eating her out. And if you ask me, I could thought that his chin, that she may have been using his chin, to fucking get herself off while he was dead. A cadaver's chin. Pushing it into her cunt. Pushing it into her clitoris. Man, that's all women. I've seen shit like this again and again and again. Yeah, there's no doubt. I guarantee the fucking guy was dead. There's no question. He was gone. So I gone over the Argo frontier. I took another hit of blotter acid. I fucking took the whole goddamn frame off the top, the Argo Frontier, and I figured this is what I thought. I would take this off, the top portion, and the seats and everything, take it off, throw it to the side, and then come back later for it. When this lady in this treehouse is really, really gone. I mean, she wasn't a fucking Indian wampum bag. It wasn't a leather bag full of fucking gold teeth. It wasn't fucking pussy scalps of a white bitch. It was nothing like that. Wasn't a bucking Bigfoot in there, could, uh, could, uh, uh, rock hard Bigfoot, a, a mummified Bigfoot. Nothing that I wanted or hoped was in there. It was just this bitch. Just ordinary chick. As I fucking took the top off, I was able to get, you have to start this thing with a pull start. After three or five things, I was able to start it. But when I backed up, I could see that one of the rims were bent. Now that's more serious. But movable, it still could go. As I backed up and as I started to take off, I looked behind me as I was moving away from this bitch, and she just kept looking up. She'd stop sucking his dead cock, and she'd look up at me, and I thought, could that bitch find me? I mean, could she find me and come to my house? Could she locate me? So I did the crocodile. I did the alligator. What is the alligator? It's a way you get away from an alligator, a way you get away from a crocodile. You go left, then you go right, then you go left, these zigzag motions. And I did that for like what seemed a half a fucking mile to try to throw her for my trail. She wasn't worried about her safety. She wasn't worried about housing. She wasn't worried about getting home. She wasn't worried about her next meal. She wasn't worried about a green drink that chicks drink. She wasn't worried where her clothes were. Her fucking panties were hanging on a two-by-four. She wasn't doing anything like that. And that is, well, that's frightening. That's spooky. They just kept doing a fucking alligator. Left and right, and left and right, and left and right, and zigzagging left and right. I couldn't sit down on the fucking thing. I was on the frame of the Argo Frontier. 18-horsepower thing. I stood there like I was power surfing or something on water. I got these two handles in front of you. I just stood on that, that platform where everything is, and I steered it with that to get the fuck out of there. Well, yeah, believe me. I'd have fucked her. I saw a person in, dis in kind of distraught, in despair, and that's when you pounce. That's when you take action. You sow the loving side of yourself. Everybody knows this. That's why people get fucked at funeral time, funeral, funeral processions or funerals. They show how caring they are, how loving they are in this tender moment. And they get sucked off and they fucking suck all night long. Till that funeral's a distant memory. I can just see her looking at me. It was really bizarre. Take a break, look up at me. Seem to see me, but not see me. Yeah, maybe she's got a head injury. Maybe she's fucked up. A head injury? And she can't snap out of it and think she's still in the treehouse. And she's in a head injury in some kind of multi-level... level active coma and didn't even see me I don't know let me just light this 
just kept zigzagging. I went left and right and left and right. I was doing the crocodile, motherfucker. I was doing the alligator. You've been listening to the one and only... My dick is enormous. There is no escape. We made it to Big Clock in cyberspace. It's dark out there in cyberspace. It's scary out there in cyberspace. You're out there in cyberspace. You're frozen with fear. You don't know what to do. You're looking up, you're looking down, you're looking to the right, you're looking to the left. It's windy out. You don't know what to do. You're frozen. Till eventually and quite abruptly, you hear this distant chiming clock in the background. And you follow the chiming clock until it gets louder and louder and louder. Eventually bringing you upon this brightly illuminated place in cyberspace. There's thousands of people there. They're holding hands. They're smiling. They've been waiting for you. There's that thing that brought you to this place in the first place. It's a tower. A hundred, hundred and fifty feet tall, brown bricks, tan mortar. Way at the top of this tower is a glass bezel. It's a clock. It's backlit. And above this is this chimey bell-like thing that brought you to this place in the first place. And you know why you're at this place in the first place. You're here to clear out your pains, your frustrations, your aches, your woes, your disappointments, your hurts. The person that died on you, the ramen noodles, you're sick of eating, the credit cards you can't pay off, the apartment you can't pay for, the house you think you'll maybe never own, the bitch who left you, the guy who left you, you're here to clear all those pains and frustrations out. And how do we do that? Well, the moment you heard my voice, you were instantly and automatically filled up with this highly absorbent orange-colored solution. It's been inside your body, sloshing about this entire recording. And now, at the end of this recording, we lie you gently down, we pop the corks in your toes, and all of that highly absorbent orange-colored solution comes gushing out of your body. Look at it. It's forming a small mini lake alongside you. It's orange colored. It's rusty. It stinks. It's toxic. We shake your feet getting out the last drops of highly absorbent orange colored solution and replace the corks in your toes. You can't believe how good you feel. You feel like you could go on another second, another minute, another day, another hour, another year. Maybe infinitely. It doesn't matter that a friend of yours is making $250,000 a year and lives in a $700,000 house. It doesn't matter that another friend of yours has got the best looking bitch you've ever seen. Or another friend of yours has the best looking dude you've ever seen. None of that shit matters. All that matters is how good you feel right now. You know you can feel this good anytime you want to. Anytime you're in duress. Anytime you feel like you can't go on another second. All you gotta do is think of the big chiming clock in cyberspace where you meet your pal, your friend, Norm Augustinus, and instantly and almost automatically you feel refreshed and clear. You know the best part of this recording, the most important part of this recording, at least to me, is that for one hour we were friends. Friend, I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. Write me, normaugustinus at gmail.com. Tune in again for another exciting episode from the amazing mind of Norm Augustinus.
Dear Rhonda, I am opening a chain of stores that will sell my patented pussy plungers. Pussy plungers look like toilet plungers, except pussy plungers are used on a woman's vagina. It's easy to use a pussy plunger. All a woman has to do is lie down on the floor without any clothes on and then spread her legs. The man using the pussy plunger then pushes the pussy plunger against the woman's cunt. At that point, the man violently pushes and pulls the pussy plunger back and forth against the woman's vagina until the woman comes. The back and forth plunging motion and the powerful suction that is created causes the woman to come a half dozen times or more. I am going to have naked female mannequins featured in my store shop windows. The female mannequins will be on their back and their legs will be spread and the male mannequin will be holding one of my pussy plungers and he will be plunging her cunt out thanks to complex hydraulic motors. At every one of my stores, I will pump out the noise that is made as a woman's cunt is plunged by a man using a pussy plunger. The audio speakers at my stores will be waterproof and capable of handling 50,000 watts of heavy bass pussy plunger audio. It will sound like this, Rhonda. The store sign that will be bolted onto all of my stores is Pussy Plungers. It will be a neon sign and it will be cursive writing and the letters will be red in color. I am hopeful that you will invest in this once-in-a-lifetime ground floor opportunity. Rhonda, I often think of that time you sucked my cock, licked my balls, fingered my asshole, and sat on my face while we were under the bleachers during one of our high school basketball games. One of the cheerleaders was sitting above me in the bleachers, and when I came, my powerful cum load coated the insides of the cheerleader's mouth-watering thighs. The cheerleader was drinking a Coca-Cola, and when my cum slammed onto her thighs, the cheerleader pulled the straw out of her Coca-Cola, and she used the straw to suck up every drop of my jism. My first store opens January 6th in Detroit, Michigan. I would love to see you there. Love, Norman. P.S. I bumped into your big-titted little sister at the Disc Golf Place. If you don't know what disc golf is, it's where, instead of playing golf with golf clubs and a golf ball, people instead throw a round disc, like a frisbee, at the target. Your big-titted little sister was lying on her side with her leg up, waiting for her friends to throw their discs at the target. I was with another group of people behind her group. When it was my turn to throw my disc, the disc somehow went way off course, and my disc slammed into your big-titted little sister's tight, juicy cunt. Of course, your big-titted little sister came big time, and she let out a huge orgasmic moan. And then, in a cum stupor, she rolled down a hill and into a sand trap. Attention, Pussy Plunger customers. Right now, we have a free sample going on in the back room with regards to our Pussy Plungers. Amir and Habib, both from Palestine, will plunge out your cunt for 30 seconds at absolutely no charge. We will kill your cunt with the Pussy Plunger.
You're spitting all over the microphone, Habib. Back off. Additionally, just for trying out the Pussy Plunger, as performed by Amir and Habib, you will get a free anal expander. Thank you for shopping at the Pussy Plunger store. That is all. Fuck. Oh. Fuck. Oh. Fuck. Oh. Fuck. Oh. Fuck. Oh. Fuck. Women are constipated three times more than men. When you're walking down the halls and your balls hit the walls, it's a rupture.